0: It's Two Brain Radio. Every week, we'll deliver top-shelf tactics to help you improve your fitness business and move you closer to wealth. And now, here's your host, the most interesting man in fitness, Chris Cooper.
1: The 2017 Two Brain Summit is coming June 3rd and 4th in Chicago. This year, our keynote speaker will be Dave Tate of Elite FTS, formerly of Westside Barbell. I'll be doing a lot of the speaking. The other mentors from Two Brain, all your favorites will be there. Most of the Two Brain family will be there too. But if you're not a Two Brain client and you want to attend, you're still welcome to show up for the first day. The first day of the Two Brain Summit is the seminar that we've been teaching now for the last year. It's full of fantastic, actionable advice that you can take and immediately apply to your business. Usual ROI on these seminars is about four times what you pay for them. This year, for the first time, you can bring a coach. Coaches only cost 100 bucks. after an owner registers. They're going to have a separate stream of programming that actually lasts two days. So if you're not a Two Brain client and you're an owner, you can attend the first day of business. Put your coaches in school for both days and go to the fair if you want to. If you're a Two Brain member, we cannot wait to see you there, family. You will be busy for both days coming to our private events on Sunday, as well as our SMEs, our hot seats, our special lectures, our group breakout stuff. It's going to be a fantastic time in Chicago. Whether you're a Two Brain family member or not, you are not going to want to miss this. It's the best seminar for the year. This episode is sponsored by Anvil Coffee, creators of the new CEO brand coffee from Two Brain. If you've ever been to a two brain seminar or a summit, you've heard me do a little segment called, what is the value of a cup of coffee? And I shared four key points in my life where I've shared a cup of coffee with somebody really influential and it made a big deal. So in one circumstance, you know, the coffee was worth $1.70, but it got me through this mountain pass in the dead of night in Utah while I was working on a story about polygamous. And there are three other even larger examples where coffee has been worth, you know, up to $100,000 with somebody what is a great cup of coffee worth? Well, it can be almost priceless. And if you've met me, you know that I'm always either holding a cup of coffee, drinking a cup of coffee, or maybe even talking about a cup of coffee. If I'm not doing one of those three things, I need one. And that was why after having some Anvil coffee started by Brian Lelly, who just happens to be the guest on this podcast, I said, this has got to be the new CEO coffee. Now, when I approached Brian, I approached him from the help first mentality. Hey, man, I want to talk about your coffee on my show. It's fantastic. And he turned right around and out help firsted me. He said... Yeah, man, we are going to help. Every time somebody in the Two Brain family orders some coffee from Anvil, we are going to make a little donation to the Special Olympics, which is a charity that's very near and dear to my heart. I can't say enough about these guys. The coffee is amazing. Brian's an amazing person, he's a valuable part of the Two Brain family. He's about to teach you something on this podcast. And he's going to make a contribution to Special Olympics. Thank you, Brian. I love you, brother. I love your coffee. If you're listening to this, give Anvil Coffee a shot. You will not be disappointed. Except for this one little disappointing thing. You can't buy CEO coffee. The only way to get CEO coffee and the coveted Two Brain CEO mug is to sign up for the incubator. Details for that are on our website, twobrainbusiness.com. Today's guest is Brian Lally. Brian owns a CrossFit gym in upstate New York, and we're catching him as he's literally waiting for the moving van to arrive. We talk a lot about having systems that replace you and the business owner being able to take time away from their business without the business suffering. Brian is taking that to the extreme. The people that I want to talk to on this podcast are the people who are going to the outer edges of what we think is possible. People who are going to net a million dollars in profit in their gym are very interesting to me. But so is the guy who can leave his gym, move five states away, still own it, still make money from it, have it run, and have people be happy. Brian is an outlier, He believes in helping first. He believes in creating a community so strong that it can survive and thrive without him. And as we talked to him this morning, you're going to hear all about how he did it, how much he's still getting paid, how he's going to run this box without constant supervision, intervention, interference, how this thing is going to run itself. You maybe didn't open your gym with the purpose of moving away from it someday, Maybe you just want to get two or three days off, but no matter how much separation you want from your business, this is the episode for you because whether you want to move away forever with your family and just hang out on the beach in Florida and start a coffee company and just do work remotely, or whether you just want to go home for a nap at two o'clock you need to do the same things Brian did. You need to have the same people, the same personalities, the same roles and tasks, the same infrastructure that he did. You're going to learn a lot in the next half hour. I love talking to this guy, and I know you're going to love this podcast too. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. Appreciate it. It's my Uh, pleasure, bro. How are you feeling? Today's moving day.
0: Today's moving day. Everything's done, so I'm a little less stressed than I thought. This white backdrop is just our empty bedroom. I'm sitting on my mattress. Everything else is in boxes. So it's just time to
1: watch the moving truck, pack it up and move along. Wow. So for people who are just listening to this podcast and, you know, skip the intro, Brian is leaving the state. He's leaving his CrossFit gym behind. It's going to continue to run just fine without him. But we're going to get to the how-to specifically in a moment. First off, Brian, let's hear your story. What brought you to CrossFit in the first place?
0: We, I have a bunch of people in my family that do CrossFit, and I was the last one. I've told a lot of my friends and family to give a shot. I was a powerlifter, and I was a very, I was a skeptic of CrossFit, and I was one of those, you know, big meathead powerlifters that made fun of CrossFit for a long time. But um, when I decided to switch from powerlifting to a little bit of jujitsu, I needed to get in better shape. I started doing CrossFit workouts on my own, and the I just started doing that. I never trained at another box. So I did all stuff by myself. At the time, my wife was going to another box in town, but I didn't. And, um, you know, it got to the point where I really enjoyed this. I started really having a a good time with it. But at the same time, when I was doing my jujitsu, I broke my nose several times in a very short period of time. And I decided to take a little time off, let that thing heal. And over those three weeks of Taking time off is when people started coming to my house in the garage and they wanted to learn how to lift. So yeah, the gym that we have is kind of, a, I call it my happy accident. Because if I didn't have my nose broken, I wouldn't have taken the time off and who knows where we would be right now. So yeah, that's okay. kind of how it how it started. And then when did you affiliate? We've been an affiliate for about three and a half years. Yep. Okay. we ran out of my garage for just over a year and a half moved into uh, a completely brand new empty warehouse and kind of just stumbled along for about a year. And that's when I realized that I needed a little bit more assistance. And we got into the affiliation and I started reading a little bit more.
1: Nice, man. Okay. So the reason that, that we're really here today is because you have gone further toward you know, letting a box run itself than anybody else that I know. I don't go to my box except to work out, but I'm still there. You're actually moving several states away. So you know we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the why in a moment, but you hadn't trained at another box before you started yours. Do you think that helped you or hurt you? I think it definitely helped
0: because whether you ever went and dropped in at a box for one class or you were a member somewhere else, you walk in, you see the setup, you see how things are run. And with me having none of that, when we first started, even still today, we have dozens of people coming in and saying, wow, this is completely like, unlike other places I've been, you know, you guys don't do this or, you know, I never thought that, you know, you guys would you know, spend this much time teaching stuff. And to me, it's, it's obvious, you know, I, I have a nice conversation and say, thank you. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, this is common sense. Everything should be like
1: this. But I think in the end, it definitely helps. All right, buddy. So let's get to the why. Uh, why are you, you know, quitting your job, leaving your gym in the hands of your trusted GM, moving away?
0: Well, it's kind of a two-part, uh, two-part why. The, uh, when, I went, when I met my wife 10 years ago, it was kind of one of those things we always talked about because we live in upstate New York. It's cold, and I know you understand cold, Chris. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we kind of always had these little fleeting conversations of how it would be nice to move somewhere warm, And, you know, two or three years ago, we started having family members migrate south, you know, her sister, then my parents, then my wife's parents just drove down there three weeks ago. And but it was really about a year and a half ago where we had to sit down and just we planned out what we wanted to do in the next five years. It's It was a very general conversation, but we put some pretty specific dates on when we wanted to have stuff done. And uh, my wife's in the medical field, and the place that she was working was closing in about a year and a half. So we figured shortly after then is a good time, and then just put all that on me, figuring, okay, so what do I need to do between you know now and 18 months from now to get the gym to where it needs to be? And over those months, with the help of my wonderful mentor here and the people in my community, it really allowed me to get the systems where they needed to be and test them out because it's a long time. We planned this for – this isn't something I started thinking about a few days ago. With the amount of time that I put in to have this happen, I was able to set up the systems and then test them and give it time to make adjustments and not have to make adjustments from Florida. So with, uh, with that being done, we were able to – it worked out great going back to with, uh, with my wife's position – she worked with our current GM. So at the end of that time frame, where the business was closing, I was able to, it felt really good you know, being able to give someone a full-time position. And so the timing of that worked out really well for her to jump on. She's been running the place, you know, 99% of running it for about six and a half, seven months. Wow. And we've been, been able to work through a lot of any sticking points. And, um, yeah, it's, it's great because the, you know, I won't go on and on about the community. We all know how wonderful our people are. You know, if we didn't have them, we wouldn't be here. But the, the staff members that we have and the way that we have brought them on has been one of the biggest benefits to being able to be where I am. And we have smart coaches, wonderful coaches, but they actually care about where they are. And if We didn't have that sort of mentality at the gym. We wouldn't have the right people coming in. And we brought all of our coaches up from within. We don't hire from outside. And I think that's been another key point because by the time they get through our coaching course, they've already been a member, they're respected in the community, and
1: the caring is obvious. Okay, man. So, you know, you and I have talked about before that the the systems are really like the foundation and then the people go on top of that. So let's start with the systems. Uh, What systems have been absolutely necessary to have in your gym to make this possible for you?
0: Uh, two biggest things. I'm a really big fan of making lists. Um, whatever the positions, you know, I did the whole roles and tasks a while ago and on each, each role, there's a list of exactly what needs to happen. And I'm really big fan of spreadsheets. So I typed out very specific things, what need to happen when it needs to happen. And that's really important to have there. So, um, outside of that, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's okay. Man. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a while, a couple days. Yeah. So the, uh, the systems are just the, the biggest thing to have there and allowing the quick backstory. My, my family's had small businesses my whole life and yeah. I love my father. He ran them all, but I was able to see how not to run a lot of stuff. And, you know, he likes to keep things close to the chest and not really give people a lot of leeway. And I decided to, when we started this business, to go the opposite way and just not even have training wheels role class, let people go. If they make a mistake, we will change it. And I think that was a, a big thing for the staff to let them have the freedom to operate and do what they need to do. As long as they follow the system, These are just kind of basic outlines. They can fill in the gaps and not
1: really have too many questions. I love it, buddy. So, that what you're saying is that early structure kind of gives them freedom then? Yeah. Yep. You just kind of give them saying, you know,
0: here's A, B, and C. This is what you need to do. Outside of that, I'm going to back my staff, whatever happens. If it's a mistake, you know, I'm going to back them and then we'll make adjustments. But because of that sort of freedom that I've given them, there really hasn't been any big problems that have come up. They've made adjustments. They've had to talk to a client here and there. And we're good.
1: Okay, so that's fantastic. So, you know, a couple of times you've said, uh, as long as they follow the steps, obviously at the other end of that spectrum, you've got to have some kind of feedback loop or accountability, right? Yes. Yep. Um,
0: prior to us having a GM, we, um, I did lots of client surveys, talked to the coaches a lot. We just met a lot. If you ask any of my coaches that have been around for a while, I bug them constantly, whether it's email, text message, whatever it is. It, in the beginning, I, I sort of felt bad because of how often I was doing that. But now I just own it and say, you guys, I'm going to bother you. I'm going to talk to you all the time. I'm going to ask lots of questions, and I expect feedback. And, you know, the more honest they can be and the quicker they can get back to me, the better. And um, as annoying as it might be to some of my wonderful staff, I think that's been one of the things that's allowed us to be in the position we are and to make quick changes. You know, if it's been two or three weeks and one of the classes isn't filling up or, you know, hey, this this warm-up not working out, or you know, this system isn't working the way it should. If I'm constantly bothering you, we can make those changes instead of saying, you know, every quarter we'll want to sit down and chat
1: and then let things stagnate. How much yeah. communication like that will you keep when you're you know in Florida? Yeah, what we're gonna have in place. We actually started doing this a few
0: weeks ago. Facebook Messenger has their app where we can do group video conferences and we're gonna do a uh, just a fifteen minute phone call with all the coaches every week. And then prior to that, I'm going to have probably about an hour conversation with my GM once a week. And we have a nice little structure of how to go through the conversation. And that'll lead into the talk with the coaches. And then I'll usually fire off an email to usually just the GM. But if I need to have some individual conversations, I'll just shoot a quick message off and uh, just try to keep it brief. And because I figured these quick little phone calls are working better for our staff. Then trying to get everyone at the gym and meet once a week or once every other week for a coaching class. So those things there have really allowed us to communicate better. And even though right now we all still live in the same town, we also live pretty close, but we all have lives other than myself and the GM. All of our other coaches have other jobs. So being able to sit down, you know, on a Saturday afternoon or some Sunday evening for 15 minutes and just say, Hey guys, this will happen this week. This is what we can do to fix it. And hear the workouts coming up. You guys have any questions? No? Okay. I'll talk to you next week. Awesome. So do you record that for people who can't make it then? We uh, haven't figured out how to record it yet, but the, uh, our GM, she's, ma- she's making notes. And if someone isn't on the call, then she just talks to them later
1: on. So obviously, you know, your GM, Danielle, is pivotal to the success here. Let's talk about the personalities that we attract on the systems. You know, When you're hiring somebody, what do you look for first? A fun person. Um, At the end of the
0: day, I mean, everyone who comes into our gym, whether it's a coincidence or not, they're smart people, you know, so the intelligence is there, but at the end of the day, if I can't sit down and have just a casual conversation with you or do a workout and kind of, you know, bitch and complain about life, then we're not going to be able to have these weekly conversations where we need to be professional because, as we all know, we can teach the systems. We can teach someone how to do an air squat. We can teach someone how to clean our gym, whatever the case is. But if we can't get along, then it's going to be really difficult. We have had that sort of thing happen before where it's no fault of anyone else's. just personalities didn't mix. And we decided, hey, you know, let's just keep you as a member or, you know, take care, have fun. I wish you all the best.
1: <sighs> yeah. Okay. Tell me all about Danielle. She is the linchpin here, right? Yeah, she's, uh,
0: she started, you know, she was working. She met my wife at, when they first started working together and she didn't do CrossFit. You know, my wife and her, they did some figure shows and they, then Katrina stopped. My wife Katrina stopped and came back to do CrossFit and the story that I've been told several times after my wife did a CrossFit workout, she tore her hands up real good and went into work the next day. And this girl who's now our GM thought she was nuts. And, um, now she started coming into the garage a little bit. And then once we moved into the warehouse, became a member. And I just saw the potential because she's definitely, if you ever talk to her, if you ever meet her, she's someone who from your first conversation, you know, she cares. She's the type of person who will listen and not wait for her turn to talk. So with all that being said, it was just, she started doing our foundations class right around the time I started learning how to teach people how to coach. And it just got to the point where I have my roles and tasks sheet and I sat down and said, do you want to do any of this stuff? And she started doing foundations classes and she was our joy girl first. And I think getting someone into the joy girl position is a great first step to this because it puts them in as, you know, the face of the gym because I didn't want to be the face of the gym knowing that I'm going to be backing out. And having someone else do the all uh, the joy girl roles really helped out because, they became the the fun, the smile of the gym, you know, and every time something good happened, they talked to this person. And then so it became easy to say, so from here, if you want to do social media, it's just an extension of your Joy Girl personality, except it's on, it's like the it's digital version of it. And you're representing the gym just like you do when you talk to people or you write them a birthday card. And so she grabbed those responsibilities. And then once she left her job and she started full time, we started doing a little more of the back and admin stuff and she started doing some more marketing and promoting and started taking care of more of the coaches from the management standpoint, setting up schedules and whatnot. And you know, it's, it's all, it all happened slow enough, which I think was really helpful. It happened slow enough that each role was allowed to, she had enough time to learn it, digest it. And if there was any issues, we can work it out instead of just saying, here's 12 things, do it all perfectly. you know. Now she does each one to the point where even when she started her full-time position, I would still kind of poke at her and say, hey, don't forget to do this, or hey, this person's coming later. Now, I don't have to do that. She'll
1: tell me at the end of the week, you know, this happened.
0: Okay, great. You did awesome. Okay. We're lucky. I, I think, we're really lucky.
1: I'm not sure it's luck. I was just going to bring that up. Uh, I, I like the strategy that you had, but did it help to know that, you know, 18 months from when you set your plan, come hell or high water, you were moving? Yeah, I mean this this date, you
0: know, the right around May June of 2017 has kind of been a hard date, and having that be so far in advance was extremely helpful. And you know, this this is a, we're moving out of choice. It's not anything it needs to you know we needed to move to go to family or something, you know, like a job for my wife or something. So having it be our choice and having it be our timeline was probably the most helpful thing of it all. Okay.
1: So, you know, back to Danielle, who's an amazing person. She is one in a million, but she's not one of a kind. You know, talk to us about how other gyms can pull this off too.
0: Well, the the main thing that I found when she first started as a member, I mean, it it starts with simple stuff. You know, they were, she was was always smiling, always. And there, she's always able to have a conversation with anybody. You know, she has, you know, just like everyone, they have their really close friends in the gym. But, You know, if anyone else walks the door, she's going to say hello. She's going to smile and she's going to have a conversation. And just like I said earlier, she will listen and she will just not be the type of person that waits for her turn to talk. And so it started with recognizing that real simple personality trait or set of traits and then just kind of stroking that fire, and just letting her know that, you know, just being yourself is what we need. And then saying, you know, here's this. Do you want to try this? And if this works, we can kind of keep moving on. So that was how things, like if other gym owners are in the position or if they have a joy girl, how they can start getting to this position here. So just finding the right personality because you really can't change personality too much. I you know, changed some bad habits, but the most part, that's, uh, that's where I started. And we were really lucky to have that happen.
1: Okay. So for non 2 brain people who are listening, you know, we break things down into roles and tasks from day one. Brian, what is the joy girl role? Can you explain that for us?
0: Yep. So um, the the Joy Girl, what she does is it, uh, some things here. So the first of each month, she looks at our Zen Planner sister and sees who has a birthday this month, and she writes out birthday cards by hand and mails them out. At the end of each month, it, we have a we have our PR board. She looks at it and gets everyone a little text message or a message of some sort saying, "Hey, good job on getting a back squat PR." And she's also responsible for our athlete of the month. You know, we have requirements for who the athlete of the month is. They have to have a PR that month. They have to have a set number of attendance, class attendances for the week, for the month. And they also have to have a goal on our goal board. So if they check all those three boxes, they get to be our athlete of the month. You know, we talk to them. We do a little feature on our website. And they they get a nice little pin. So everyone gets a little something out of it. It's a fun little thing. And the other thing that she does is, you know, the, uh, our no sweat intros. She manages, the Joy Girl starts managing some of our uh, email system that gets the no sweat intros. So she becomes the first person, the first line of defense uh, of, of the gym. So when someone comes in to just meet someone, that's who you want them to meet. You know, for the most part, you want a brand new person walking into your gym to meet your Joy Girl and not the person who can snatch the most. If that happens to be the same person, awesome. Yeah. But for the most part, you're going to end up, it's going to be better off to have someone like a joy girl coming in and meeting someone and just making someone feel comfortable. So those are the big things that our joy girl does.
1: Okay, I really love your approach of, Danielle, do you want to do this next? Do you want to do this? Because that's really what it comes down to. I, I think if she wants to do something, she's going to be good at it. As you added roles slowly, were there any that she didn't enjoy or that you wound up you know, outsourcing or taking back on yourself?
0: Um, well, At first, you know, I definitely said, hey, do you want to do this? And when I asked her, do you want to do our social media? there was a little bit of hesitation. She's, you know, she's a wonderful person. So she was willing to take on the task and try. And so there was a little bit of, you know, setting we have to make systems upon our systems for, to make it a little easier, kind of break it up. Sure. Um, that she does that very, very well. Now if you go to our Facebook page or Instagram, it's really nicely done, but other stuff offered, if she wanted to be our cleaner she turned that down, which that's fine. Um, so, but other than that, just giving her the time to digest each task at a time and venting it the way that I did by saying, "Do you want to do this?" I'll just it really kind of made things easier because by the time a new set of tasks was presented, she was already a pro at whatever else she was doing.
1: Got it. Yeah, so she grew kind of she grew up in roles. I love it. Uh, Diane has a fantastic question here. Uh, how much decision making power does the GM have? And what's an example where she would contact you before she made the decision on her own?
0: Oh, well, that's, that's a good question. Um, so we just actually just talked about this within the last month, month and a half, where we set a monetary amount as far as what, what her decision would happen, whether it's to start a new specialty class, yes or no, or whether to get rid of a member who might be a problem, which shouldn't happen, but, you know, it could, it could come up or to do some sort of marketing that she feels is a good idea. And we put a, a monetary amount on there that, you know, if it works, awesome. If not, if it's, if it's more or less, then we'll kind of talk about it. You know, I think the amount I put out there for our gym was about $250 or less. You can do whatever you want with that and make it happen. And if it's a little more, that's kind of, she was the one to kind of bring that number up because that was what her comfort level was. Okay. Anything more than that, was, you know, something she wouldn't feel comfortable making that decision so she put that on me, which I'm obviously more than happy to help with.
1: Okay, that's great, man. So, you know, Danielle is all trained, she is ready and, you know, I can I can attest to that. But then you still had to broach the subject with the members. How did you do that? Yeah.
0: That was tough. Yeah, I mean, it, it was tough in two ways. It was tough because for a while, me, my wife and Danielle were kind of the only ones who knew about this. And so it to me really sucks to go into the gym knowing this, but it's, it's just one of those things. I'm the business owner. I, it's something you have to do. And every, not everything can be, you know, sunshine and roses. But, you know, by the time it came to let them know, they understood because what we did was we, we sent out a mass email. But prior to that, you know, every as as a business owner, and you know, I have some really good relationships there, I did have about a half a dozen people that I told in person. Not so much because I was afraid they were going to run away, but because I didn't want them to hear through a text message or from someone else. Mm-hmm. So once I kind of took care of our, our mavens and our, um, our founding members that were still hanging about, we sent out an email saying, and we didn't, it wasn't just a hundred percent about us leaving. This is our monthly newsletter. And within the monthly newsletter, we said, Hey, you guys, you know, we're going to be. Taken off, went to Florida because one of the main reasons we have a lot of family there. We have a newborn, but quickly didn't really need so much gloss over the subject. But I don't want to beat that horse to death. As soon as I said that, you know, we went on saying, you know, but don't worry, you're, you're in great hands. You know, Danielle, our, your GM has been doing a lot of the stuff that you probably think that Brian has been doing. So surprise, nothing's going to change. Everything's fine and. Within the week or two after that email went out, a bunch of people did come up to uh to me, my wife, and even Danielle, and no one was upset. No one, you know, no one left. No one had any ruffled feathers. Everyone understood, and that was about nine or ten months ago. It was right around the time that we got pregnant, and since then, people have seen just how nothing's changed. And in fact, things have been getting better with our GM doing more. And me allowing her the time to
1: do what she needs to do. You know, a lot of small business owners have icon problem where they're afraid if if they leave the gym that the clients will go to. You know, they think that the clients come to see them. There's a Zen Planner product (laughs) shot. Um, (laughs) How did you overcome that in your own head, that fear? The the first step for me was getting,
0: if you were on our website two and a half years ago, you would have seen pictures of me and our other coach. It It was just us. So what I started doing was filling our website and our social media with everyone else. I think if you if you'd be hard pressed to find more than two photos of me or my wife on our website, and they're not highlighted photos. So you know in this day and age, that's where people go. They go on the website and they don't want to see my face saying, "Come into my gym." And I've never called it my gym. I've said our gym. Whoever we're talking to, whether it's you, a brand new person, or another coach. So I've never really had that point part where. I wanted to be the focal point. That's kind of how I am in life. I'm kind of a, other than just me talking right now, I'm a pretty quiet person. And my personality doesn't really lead to having the icon problem. I don't want to be right up front. And I like to give other people credit. You know, we have coaches, we have wonderful community members. So every time something good happens, unless it's me coaching you through a snatch PR, I'm going to give it to someone
1: else. And that's really where it should be. Okay, that's great, man. So you know, there's there's a couple of million dollar questions here that I need to ask. So first of all, what are you going to be doing in Florida? How will you spend your time? Are you just sitting on the beach wearing white shoes or what? <laughs> no,
0: um, it's it's nice, and I'm one reason. Obviously, we're moving to Florida is the weather, and it's gonna be great. Um, but no, I'm really excited to get down there, and as some people in the Two Brain family, you know the entire time that I've been running this business I've had a full time job as a mechanical engineer last friday a couple days ago was my last day in the office which is going to free up a lot more time and I'm not going to replace that by sitting on the beach I'm half irish I'll burn um I'm going to put a lot more time into the business you know I can spend more time reading books getting caught up on all these um, podcast that I have had to miss, and I'll be able to really focus on the next step. You know, I've uh, got a pretty big, um, business summit coming up in a few weeks that I'm excited to go to that I know I'm going to come back just on fire and have a couple things to do. So it's good that time that I would have spent that. 40, 50 hours a week sitting at a desk doing engineering, I'm going to take the vast majority of that time and funnel it back into my businesses.
1: Okay. And you and I are also going to compete to see who can drink more Anvil coffee uh, in the next 30 days, right?
0: That's the plan. I got a five pound bag of beans bringing with me right in front of me.
1: <laughs> Backpack, thermos. That's normal, five- right? <laughs> That's great, man okay um so the biggest question that people are asking me through private text right now is will the box still be paying you while you're away
0: yep yeah the um, that's been the, an interesting thing you know everything about this whole transition has been slow and when the business became profitable which was thankfully pretty quickly you know other than you know paying the affiliate fee and all the other utilities and all that fun stuff once I realized that I could start paying myself I only paid myself an extra hundred dollars a month. As we've gone along, so it hasn't been you know all of a sudden money. It was just a couple bucks here and there, and it's got to the point where I'm making enough to sustain myself and help out obviously with the family, and that's just going to continue as long as we keep moving forward. So the business is going to pay me for just what I need. You know, I'm not a greedy person. I want to make sure that any additional money that's kicking around, I'm paying my GM, I'm paying my coaches. We're going out to certifications, you know, because it's that's the investment that I wanna make. I wanna make the investment in my my people because you know, we have one full time person right now. I would love to have more. I wanna be able to provide, you know, that sort of lifestyle for our staff. You know, if they wanna be full time, I'm gonna make it happen for
1: them. Okay. Just to be clear though, I mean, we're not talking about making a couple of hundred bucks a month, right? We're talking about making a few thousand a month and you're not at your job. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah. the um yeah, the um I'm basically making
0: what I made of mechanical engineer. That's amazing.
1: That's And that's a great reference point for people. Brian, thank you for that example. So, you know, to sum up here, you're not at your gym. You're in Florida and you're still getting paid. I imagine you're going to be watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Can we call you retired now?
0: <laughs> nope. I have a lot of work to do still. Fantastic, man.
1: Okay, so Brian, I know that moving truck is coming, man, and I just wanted to give the Two Brain family an opportunity to wish you well. I know you're still going to be in our group. We'll still talk to you. We'll have more questions as we go along, but all the best, man. Uh, you are such a role model for people, and you're doing it the right way. Thank you. Godspeed.
0: I appreciate it. If anyone has questions, you know, you know how to get a hold of me. I'm here to help. So, thank you, Chris. All right, buddy. Take care. We'll talk soon.